0: This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jewish Disneyland. The end of The Loop FM 97.9. Mother's Day strip show turns violent. Chippy Gaw. And Rick's brush with Chicago and John Cusack. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now.
1: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another
0: episode of Minutia Men with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Episode 88. As we what watched. happened in
2: 88? 1988 in our lives. Uh, you were working at The Loop, right? In That's 88? Or- I was. Okay, so... I understand you're going to share some stories about The Loop from I 1988 am. Am. later on. Hey, your, your voice is sounding great today.
0: <laughs> uh, I've been using it a lot lately. <laughs> I, this uh, past weekend, I was uh, at the Chicago Writers Association, mm-hmm. and we had our uh, uh, writers conference, our first annual writers mm-hmm. conference, and that was a big hit. And I had to introduce a lot of people, and I was talking to... Writers all weekend. It was actually quite fun. You
2: love listening to yourself talk, don't you? You love your voice, don't
0: you? Well, if you had my voice, you'd have it too. <laughs> uh,
2: do you like walk around the house and stuff and just start, hey, going to do some laundry today just to hear yourself
0: talk? <laughs> uh, no, but maybe I'll start doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you like to do a little radio show with yourself all day when no one's home, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Time it's, temperature uh, 22 minutes after uh, yeah. 9 o'clock, we're going to be putting some laundry in. Right, right. I think Ooh, we're going to separate fill- the uh, whites and the darks, all right? Looking like uh, <laughs> some of the boys haven't put many uh, underwear in here. I don't want to know the answer to that question. We'll be right back after the Uh We've
2: got the cable guy guest on later. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. good. I and you do have a great voice, and I'm I'm listening to him in a headset right here, so it's full. Oh, please. it's oh, it's please. surround sound. It's Rick Epp
0: for surround sound voice right now. <laughs> please, please, please. Yeah. Should um, should we do a show for the ladies and gents? Well,
2: I wanted well I wanted to tell you something okay. um, which I didn't tell you uh, about ten days ago. In fact, Saturday, a week ago, Saturday, and we're taping this on Wednesday, so 10, 11 days ago. Um, I took Aaron every, I don't know, every couple of months or so, there's a daddy Aaron day or a daddy Julia day, you know, where I just take one of the twins somewhere for a few hours, just, you know, one-on-one time. Lila doesn't give a shit. So she doesn't, you know, <laughs>
0: she,
2: you know. so I took Aaron or she, and, and it's whatever the kid wants to do within reason, of course. Um, and she said she wanted to go to an arcade and I'm like, that's my wheelhouse. Right. I mean, I'm DFS. Yeah. DFS. So, sure. So I went to Kitty Kingdom in Niles, and it's one of these places which is kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, but also has a lot of retro games, too. So I, I really it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. So, of course, there's an air hockey game there. I
0: love air and, hockey.
2: Oh, my God. If air hockey was a college sport, I'd have a scholarship. I'm, I'm, I was over at
0: a buddy's house uh, last night uh, having a, one of my many meetings, and and he, uh, he had an air hockey oh, it's in, great. in his basement. I was like, oh, man. Ugh. Air hockey is awesome. Yeah.
2: Um so she goes, "Let's play air hockey." I'm like, "Absolutely." Um so we play, we put the coin in, we play and I beat her 7 to nothing. Okay. It was embarrassing for her. <laughs> I mean, How old is I she? was She's 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 12 and she could barely and she's really short so she could barely you know, she's tall enough to see the, but she's pretty short. So, so you crushed
0: um, a twelve-year-old girl, is what you're saying?
2: Right, right, life. right. Hey, if you're going to dance with the big boys, you got to bring your A game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but now hold on, that that's, that's that part. So I win seven to nothing, and to her credit, she goes, "Let's play again." I'm like, okay, I'm not easing up because you're you're in my house now. So we're playing, and I'm ahead two to nothing, and then I go to shoot the puck. You know. And I feel a pain from the tip of the listen from the tip of my elbow all the way up to the top of my middle finger. I mean, this tingly just it was i mean it, it, and, and I could hear the pop. there was like a pop, and you're in an arcade. so if you're hearing your elbow pop with you know all the noise in the background, the jing 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 jing, jing uh I mean there's something went wrong, right? So I did what anybody would do. I switched hands and played right hand and beat her seven to
0: three. Wow. Um, You are just a man's man. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) But I want to tell you that
2: the tip of my middle finger is still numb. And this is 11 days ago. So I've been on the Internet. I've gone on WebMD. Yeah. I gravitate to the articles that says it'll be fine. uh, But if we have a listener – that is possibly a circulatory specialist. Oh, boy. can you can you private message me? Because I am getting a little concerned with my tip of the middle finger numbness from the air hockey. See, injury. I
0: was worried it was a, a recurrence of your hyperextended elbow.
2: It could be. Yeah, uh, it, it could be. So so while you're, you know, while you were at a writer's conference doing what talks on compare and contrast semicolon versus a colon. I was nursing. <laughs> I was nursing my elbow. Okay. Yeah.
0: While so, while you were doing a smackdown on a 12-year-old girl.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, she did get 3 goals, granted I was using the wrong hand.
0: Yeah. But she said right, whatever. Did you I say to her like did, when she scored, did you say to her? That wouldn't have happened if I wasn't doing it lefty right now. I may have mentioned. I may have <laughs> mentioned it.
2: Well, What's funny that you said that, a little piece of minutiae, and if I had a minutiae bill, I'd be dinging it right now. While I write with my right hand, I play air hockey with my left hand. So it's my left arm that had the injury.
0: You know what? I mm-hmm. also play air hockey with my left hand.
2: What do you play your air guitar? Because I, I, I'm a lefty air guitarist, too.
0: You mean like Paul McCartney? Yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. No, I don't. I'm a, I'm a righty air guitarist. Uh,
2: no, I'm a, I'm a lefty air guitarist, and I'm a lefty air hockey guy.
0: A little piece of minutia for huh. you. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, All right. th- should we do the show?
1: Yeah, cue it. All right, here we go. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes, and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, Dave,
0: uh, you, you can go first. What do you have for us? So, as you know, the Stern family,
2: we regularly go to Disney World. Yes. You know you know that. Uh, my oldest, Lila, she's been there um, either Disneyland or Disney World five times, maybe wow. even six. And the twins have been there three times. Um, and, you know, like a, like Please, we were talking hey, – Can but,
0: I ask you a question or a favor? Yeah. Please don't yeah. mention that to my children. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, they're getting to a point where, well, your youngest is 15, so yeah. – they're they're out of the woods. And I, I don't know. Do girls like Disney World more than boys? I don't know.
0: I think so. Uh, I think it's the princess thing.
2: Mm-hmm, right. Um, but now there's a new game in town. And we might shift our business from Disney. Um, and this comes from the Minutia Men International desk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Israel to build a Jewish Disneyland <laughs> with rides designed by rabbis. Okay. <laughs> The American company ITEC is planning a theme park based on Jewish values and culture that it says will rival the Magic Kingdom and Harry Potter world. Uh, 16 Jewish themed rides are planned for the park, including a splash mountain that replaces the Colorado mountains with a 50 story high biblical imagery, Uh, $400 million of foreign investment has been put into it. And it should open up in two thousand and twenty. And it, like I said, the 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 rides are being designed by two rabbis. Okay, um, so I mean that's fine. The you know the Splash Mountain, I think that's kind of good, right? That's kind of
0: fun. Schmitz Mountain, you call it Schmitz
2: Mountain. (laughs) Okay, very good. Uh, What I, uh, you know, how you go on these roller coaster rides and they have the disclaimer beforehand. Yeah, you know. Don't ride it. Uh, I bet at the Jewish Disney World it'll be. Uh, if you've ever had a psychosomatic heart attack, don't ride this. Don't ride this. You know, ride male pattern baldness. Right. So I came up with oh, no. some names. Yeah. I gave came up with some names of some possible rides okay. at the Jewish Disney World. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Country Bear Jubilee. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: Pretty good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Morty, Morty and Sadie Bear from Boca Raton sing. Uh, Bob Dylan songs that would be pretty good. The okay, country, sure. Bear Jupiter, uh, the Hall of Podiatrists.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, nice. you like that. Um, tax shelters of the Caribbean.
0: Like, uh, I like it. Very good. Uh, I was thinking, tax- uh, Pirates oh, of the Condominium.
2: Okay, that's good too. That's good. Uh, tax accountant mountain.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: uh, Dumbo, the lactose intolerant elephant. I don't know. I, my people are lactose intolerant. I don't know if you know that. Um, it's a small, lonely world if you don't call your mother. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Uncle Morty's Great Adventure. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so I've got uh, – feel free if the two rabbis that are working on the Jewish Disney world, feel free to take any of those. That's fine.
0: You think they'll show highlights from Finding Shlomo? <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got i can't think of it, think uh, of it. very good where have you been shlomo you are 15 minutes late <laughs> my short-term memory it's gone
2: <laughs> well he did ended didn't he end up at a dentist's office didn't he or, or an orthodontist's office didn't yeah that's he?
0: true and, and uh, albert brooks was his father <laughs> it works
2: uh, so there you go israel couple years jewish disney world don't know how much they'll charge don't know if there'll be coupons don't know what kind of deals they'll have there but um we might be making the trip from uh,
0: can i to- can i uh, send my pause the show for a second yeah ivy come here girl ivy ivy come here my dog is barking at the back door because she wants to get out come here come here that's a good girl. Go lie down. Go lie down. Go lie down. We have to finish the podcast, okay? Go lie down. Got to hold it for another fifteen minutes or so, okay? Go lie down. I got headphones on. I can't walk over to the door right now.
2: How old is How old is Ivy?
0: Ivy is eight. You so want to say 50?
2: Hello? Hey Pookie. So she, So she's fifty six, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's she can't older hold- than me. She can't hold the pee. Can you hold <laughs> pee anymore? I can't hold pee.
0: That's true. This is this is like three a.m. for her. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. I'm well, good. sorry about that. I, <clears throat> I just, right. uh, I, I, my son Johnny is downstairs, and he is sleeping. Um, and he could go and open the back door for her, uh, but he won't. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll wait for me to do it, so she can bark for twenty minutes or so, and it's going to destroy the show. But let's just keep going.
2: What uh, well, and happy birthday to Johnny who just turned 20.
0: Yeah, can you believe that? No, I cannot believe that. Um
2: okay. um so that's all I got for the Jewish Disney World. Okay. Um uh, there
0: you go. Well, um I uh, I would like to talk to you about the uh Loop's final show which mm-hmm is really all anybody was talking to me about all weekend. Everywhere I went, I was at the Writers' Conference. I was at uh, you know a trivia night. I was at you know all these different things. Everywhere I went, people stopped me. What is going on? What happened to the loop? Mm. And they all knew that I worked there. So I just want to say a couple things first about that last show. The last show was hosted by Steve Dahl, and he had on all the stars from that loop era. And I thought it was a great show. Did, mm-hmm. What do you think?
2: Uh, I thought it was great. It was it was old vintage Steve Dahl. You it know was. when and when he was uh, when he was um, with all those old people, you could just tell old people. Well, they are old people. people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, old people as in you know pe- you know old um, employees. You could tell that he was just back in his element.
0: Uh, uh, he and, I, he hasn't sounded that good in years. I mean, he was no. he was great. Happy that Stan Lawrence got a shot on that show. Stan and I did uh, Ebony and Ivory together. You were part of that show too. Yeah, um, the critically acclaimed Bobby
2: Bitterman character.
0: That's correct. That Patty Hayes was on. I always consider her like the den mother of of yeah. the loop back in the day because it was so crazy. And and Patty would walk in and be like, you know, like all, all the all the little boys would be like, oh, oh look how <laughs> Patty's here. You know, extremely on the. Uh, she had the greatest voice in radio. She did, but she also was the grown-up there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I love her. She was. She's the best. And it was also great to hear that uh, Vince Argento had a big hand in this last show. Vince mm-hmm. does all the audio on our show. And uh, Vince and I worked together for 20-some years at two different radio stations. And uh, I love Vinny, and, and he did a great job. A uh, couple of... Semi critiques, if if I may.
2: <laughs> is this now? Is, are you going to go into your eulogy critique mode right now? You know, whenever we go to a funeral, you critique the eulogy. Is this kind of kind of the same thing, right?
0: It kind of, yeah. Okay. Except in, right. in this case, it's more of a. Um, well, let me just let me just say what I'm going to say, and then you uh, decide uh, what it is. Uh, first of all, I was really happy to hear them. Thank Sandy Stahl and Cindy Gciolas, who were mm-hmm. our promotion directors who uh, you know were just absolute sweethearts and did an unbelievable job back in that day. Some yeah. of those promotions were people still talk about them today
2: right oh the the Danny partridge uh boxing the exactly uh, uh Donny osmond that was unbelievable yeah, it was and, fantastic
0: and I, and I think the the saddest moment I had was when they talked about those two, because they both have passed away. <clears throat> oh, Sandy passed away? Yeah, too? Sandy passed away. And Sandy is the one that got me my job at The Loop in the first place. And Cindy was a dear friend. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. I just wish that those guys would have yeah. said those things to Sandy and Cindy more when they, when were, they were alive. That's, yeah. that's just a, a small little critique. And also, there were two incidents in that show that I think explain why the station didn't last. Everyone talks to me about how awesome that station was. And the next question is always, whatever happened? You know, why did it fall apart? And there really, I think, were two things, all right? There were too many stars and not enough spotlights, basically, I think is Mm -hmm. what the bottom line was. And you could see it even in that show. For instance, when Bruce Wolf called in. And John, and Johnny B was on, and Buzz was on, and uh, Steve, and it was magical. There for about mm-hmm. 10 minutes, that was maybe one of the greatest radio bits I've heard in years. And then Bruce brought up the fact that he was fired by Johnny, <laughs> and Johnny <laughs> and hung up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I could see how that would be a little damper to the festivities. That I to did me, not, it,
0: it just brought back memories of what it was like. It there was I mean, it was great. So many people there had unbelievable talent, and it was a wonderful time. But there were you know, there were too many in the conflicts. Room. There were too many yeah. stars. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The other thing is Gary Meyer didn't even call in.
2: And and for those of you who aren't listening, and for those of you who aren't in Chicago, The Loop was, it was the preeminent rock station in the, what, 80s? What would you say? The mid, well, no, the mid-70s. Say from
0: 70, late 70s until the mid-90s. Yeah. I mean, it was,
2: it was the, the every city's got one, you know, That you know, like Boston has on, and during on your Facebook post, they when you posted, like people all over the country would say, "Yeah, this happened in L.A., this happened in Boston, this happened in Detroit." It's a pretty typical story in radio that, you know, local radio is in trouble. There's no doubt about it. And um, so, anyways, the decline
0: of the loop really started when Stephen Gary broke up. Stephen Gary, were the afternoon team and the morning team, they did both shifts uh, at various different points they were among the biggest stars in chicago history and i was mm-hmm. their producer that was uh not for all of that time but for for a uh, you know a big chunk of that time and when gary and, and Stephen and gary broke up it it kind of caused problems throughout the station and and i think that gary's not calling in at all not even just uh you know yeah hi how are you or whatever yeah. you know Bygones be it bygones. Yeah, that
2: speaks volume. I mean, I remember, did they go from LS to the loop or vice versa? Was it the loop they to went LS? To
0: the, they were at the loop, they went to LS, then they went back to the loop.
2: I remember, so when we were in high school, like either junior or senior, they got fired and went to LS, is that right? Or, yes, when we were seniors. Uh, and I remember running to the car because I worked at the rubber stamp factory, Rick. And we'll do a whole show on that in a couple of episodes. But I only had like 15 minutes to listen from the end of my school day to the time I drove to the rubber stamp factory. And I remember running to my 74 Monte Carlo so I can listen to as much of that show as possible. Yeah. Because it was that good. You know, I mean, um, especially in the in the early 80s or eight, it was it was. It was must listen to radio. Uh,
0: Gary I mean, is a guy, Gary is kind of an odd duck, but I, you know, I, I respect him. I admire him. He's he's uh, he's got a very strong moral compass. Let's put it that way. But mm-hmm. kind of like the uh, lead character in my book uh, Severance, his moral compass is, doesn't exactly point due north you know just <laughs> slightly off. northeast yeah. say mm-hmm. and it has kind of led him astray a few times and, and i know that he feels very strongly about what he believes in and and i respect him for that but in this case i think he probably could have picked up the phone and and spent three minutes on the air and and talked to steve
2: well t- did they ask him to maybe steve oh, didn't yeah, want they him. were trying to uh, get him on Oh, or or they're, steve, they're. Uh,
0: but uh I'm sure there's another side to this story that I'm not, that I have not heard yet, yeah. um, but that kind of bummed me out.
2: Well, and it's this is the first time in what 40 plus years that 97.9 is no longer on my preset for my radio anymore
0: in the car. You've already taken it off.
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh, well, you know what, I haven't taken it off, but I'm never going to press it. I think, <laughs> you, you know, you know what, I damn it, I am going to take it off. Well, this evening when I'm with this afternoon when I'm in the car, um, it really is a huge part of our
0: adolescence. Well, yeah, it, it's a part of my life as a fan, but it's part of my life as a career. You know, without the loop, I wouldn't have met my wife. I, You mm-hmm. know, so, the loop gave me uh, a life and a wife and a career and, and I'll never oh. forget it. And and I, you know, love nearly all the people that I worked with there. It, so, um, time I, marches I, on. I've been sad. I've, it's been a very sad, sad story. All of my old loop buddies have been contacting me, and we've been uh, kibitzing about uh, the good a old days. A book that you might
2: write. Maybe you'll write a book. Do should a little I? teaser there. I think you <laughs> should. Uh, maybe you should write a book. I know a publisher that could probably publish it.
0: Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one quick story before we go, right? Huh? I'll tell you about my first day at the Loop because this gives you an idea of how much of an idiot I was when I started there. Uh first day as a producer for Stephen Gary's show. Roman Sachuk was the producer at that time and he quit because he didn't want to deal with it anymore. So he was training me how to be a producer. And there was some story in the news about uh a DJ sitting on a billboard to protest something or other, which mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. was a common radio stunt. And Stephen and Geary hated common radio stunts, and they were ripping this guy. And Steve says on over the uh, air, he goes, "Rick, get this guy on." And I look at Roman, and I'm like, "Well, how do I do that?" <laughs> you yeah, know right, what I mean? sure. He's, he's right. in Baltimore somewhere. I don't know. This is the day before. The internet. The internet. You know. Right,
2: of course. Could so look you got to call, call 411. Remember when you had to call information, right?
0: Yes, exactly. But, you know, I called the information. I got uh, the station number, and I, I couldn't get a hold of him, and I just I didn't know what to do. And Roman said, well, I'm sure Stephen Gary have the number. Go, oh, really? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> just go on in there and ask him for it. <laughs> really? That's how, it's, Yeah, why would he say it if he didn't have the number? Go on in there. I
2: smell a problem. Go <laughs> on. You're so going.
0: I have walked into the studio, opened the door. Hey, Steve. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Hey, Harry. How you doing? I'm Rick. Remember me? First day. <laughs> First day. First day on the yeah. job. How are you? Yep. Hey, guys, I really you got appreciate- that number? You got that number for the guy in Baltimore? <laughs> what? You're asking us if we have a number? <laughs> Bip my head off. Deservedly <laughs> well so. That was an unbelievably stupid thing to say. Yeah. I walked out of the studio, and I could hear Roman laughing around the corner. <laughs> he was on the floor. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, well, yeah. I, I even know that that was stupid for you to do. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck to everybody. And certainly the sixty people I think that lost their jobs on Tuesday. Um. Yeah, and and for
0: and the way... What are you there? Yeah, I think it was yeah. only like twenty five or something.
2: No, I heard it was six. Well, oh, whatever. Okay, uh, the um, people um, they go to work. Think about it. you go to work on Tuesday morning and clean out your desk, and by five o'clock you have no job. You know, which I guess is not all that. It's certainly typical in the radio business. Yeah. Um, and and think about it. it's a it's this great classic rock station turned into a Christian station at at midnight. You know, think about how odd that is as a transition. Uh, But I wish everybody.
0: The last song they played was Highway to Hell. Very apropos. Um, So,
2: well, good vibes to Time Marches on, good memories, and good vibes to everybody who lost
0: their jobs. Amen. What else you got Uh, for.
2: Well, um, the uh, good vibes also to Arvin Bredo from Chicago, Illinois. You know what happened? Arvin won our retweet and follow
0: contest oh a chicago win
2: uh, yeah i think i, was, I believe this is the first guy from chicago to win our retweet contest so what arvin did is all he did is he retweeted and followed us on twitter and he gets two amish chicago coffee mugs a crying cub t-shirt which by the way i'm running out of crying cub t-shirts and a bag of winter wreck pothole puree courtesy of the pothole store
0: hey how did so the, how all that, how the pothole store uh the show go, weren't you on Channel Nine?
2: Uh, it, they we taped it. It's going to be next week sometime. Oh, it has not aired yet. It has not aired. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yes, thank you to Marcus Lashuk, who came out with a camera crew, and we uh, did a little shtick uh, by a on a by a pothole. It's going to be it's going to be uh, on location. The Pothole Store was on location, so that will air next week. And I will uh, we can talk about it probably next week, and I'll put it on our Twitter feed.
0: So there you go. And don't forget, you can uh, listen, comment, rate, and subscribe to Minutia Men. Uh, you can share it, and you follow us on uh, iHeartRadio app and a bunch of other uh, ones, right,
2: Dave? Right, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, you can go to the Radio uh, Misfits uh, website, radiomisfits.com. You can download our show. You can download some of the other wonderful shows. Uh, and, yes, please listen, subscribe,
0: and um, comment would be awesome. And, and you uh, may even hear stories of minutia like this one from Dave.
2: This is, a, this is another story from our international desk. We're very international today. This is from England. Okay. Um, Pub's Mother's Day male stripper show descends into brawl with women piling in. Okay. <laughs> do they have a different uh, Mother's Day? At, uh, they do. That's, that's a piece of minutiae. England's Mother's Day is celebrated in March. Mm. Whereas whereas we of course do it in the States. Uh Mother's Day male stripper show descended into large scale brawl at a Norman B, not more not, not Norman D, but a Norman B pub um last Sunday. The pub advertised at the stripper show on are they stripper show on its Facebook page, encouraging people to treat your mum to something different. <laughs> My
0: mother would be thrilled.
2: Well, yeah. And a picture posted by the pub showed dozens of ladies enjoying the entertainment on a Sunday afternoon with a group gathered around a stripper in a workman style getup. But hours later, Rick, violence erupted. A witness claimed that he saw women all piling in and a number of others being put into the back of a police van after officers broke up the scrape. In uh, in the car parking lot uh, behind the um, the pub, a police spokesman. This is my favorite story or my favorite line here. A police spokesman con- spokesman confirmed police were called to the Woodman Arms. Come on, that's a pretty good name for a strip joint. And around 1025 on Sunday night reports up to a dozen women ages 25 to 78 fighting. OK, can you imagine Helga and Hildegard at a strip joint? Do we know what what they were fighting about? I don't know. No, they never mentioned it. Probably, who can get closer to the workmen? Probably, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, but can you imagine our mums? I love I love it when the English people yes. call mums.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, can you imagine our mums at a strip joint? I cannot. <laughs> I absolutely cannot. But. <laughs> You know, I, I think if they were to design strippers that would uh, be perfect for them, they would be doing things like washing the dishes and <laughs> scrubbing the right. floors.
2: Right. Dusting. You know, making Dusting the houses. Right. Right. Exactly. And be uh, it's like, oh, yeah, he's very well groomed, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Look at well, how
0: clean the, the faucet <laughs> is.
2: Yeah, right. What? Right. And the show started precisely at eight. Very punctual. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, uh, I was trying to think of names for German strip joints, and yeah. the only one I could find is the Frankfurter or the Ladenhoser, <laughs> Le- later Hosen. But I so there's got to be some shtick in there that I'm just not. Okay. Getting, but there you go. Strip joint, Germany, seventy a seventy eight year old women.
0: Right. I love it. It's time for our Cubs feature.
1: Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave.
0: So here's a note for all the Cub fans out there uh, that live in the Wrigleyville area in Chicago. On Sunday, April 8th, mark it down on your calendar from 1 to 4 p.m. at Murphy's Bleachers, we will be there for the uh, book launch party of our book Cub Sessions. Mm -hmm. which is a a book about celebrity Cub fans telling their stories of being Cub fans for their whole lives. And I know that a bunch of them are going to be there at the uh, at the event. So if you want to meet some celebrities, you want to meet some Cub players, there's a couple of ex-Cub players that'll be there. And of course, the authors, they'll sign the uh, books for you. And and even your good friends Rick and Dave will be there.
2: And and the radio station is doing their entire show from the Book launch, too. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, stationed in Evanston. It's going to be uh, broadcasting live. So
2: uh, It's going to be a cavalcade of fun. Books will be on sale. And also a, a portion of the proceeds, actually, a, the vast majority of the proceeds are going to go to um, Cubs charities. Or not, not Cubs charities, charities um, that are baseball-related. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, like Little, little League-related. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. And please, come on in. And buy us a beer. That'd be great.
0: Yes, and it's after April first, which means that I can drink again because I gave up drinking for Lent. And uh, how's
2: it? How's that going? Are you still craving it every day? How's that going?
0: Uh, every single day, every day I look. I have a bottle of wine in the uh, the fridge, which I use for cooking. Yeah, um, and I just stare at it, and then I, I so here's the other thing like for instance the uh the writers conference we had the writers conference this past weekend there was a cocktail hour for an hour and a half <laughs> yeah and you and yeah. you're just sitting there a talking about night. that was uh, everyone was having cocktails i have uh, hosted two soccer banquets emceed two soccer banquets where beer was flowing and it, it's everywhere around me <laughs> Just people, you'd
2: say hello and their heads are like beer cans.
0: Uh, people right. say yeah. hello and they hey, you want to go out for a drink? <laughs> I can't. Now, can you cook with alcohol? Sure. No. Because, yeah. Because it. Okay. it uh, when, you, when you cook it, the alcohol burns out. Okay. It's just the flavor. Not if you put like,
2: if you make meatloaf and put like eight guinness is in there it won't burn out i'm, I'm just cooking with
0: it honey it's not <laughs> it doesn't it's not as satisfying as you'd think yeah I, uh, anyway this is our cubs feature so let me talk about uh a cub in history would you like to hear about chippy gaw that's a guy's name chippy gaw chippy gaw well i
2: guess there's a lot of baseball players with like chipper jones i guess chip is kind of a It's kind of a baseball name. All right, tell me about Chippy
0: Gaw. I just think it's one of the greatest names, Chippy Gaw. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. Chippy Gaw. Mm -hmm. Uh, He pitched for the Cubs in 1920. Um, After 10 years in the minors, he got into six big league games in 1920. His last major league appearance was on July 4th of that year. He came in to relieve Cubs great Hippo Vaughn, pitched Mm -hmm. a third of an inning, and didn't allow a run. He retired after that season and became a coach in hockey. Oh. In hockey. He was a hockey oh, really? coach. Head hockey coach at both Princeton and Dartmouth and later coached Boston University's baseball team. His first real name was George. So George Chippy Gaw, who uh, was a, not such a great baseball player but is actually in the Hall of Fame as a hockey coach for his years. Is Princeton and Dartmouth. I wonder if I could be an air hockey coach. Not with could that. that uh, not with that wing. <laughs> well, you know,
2: it kind of. I, I think I. I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of response from neurosurgeons that are going to fix me right up. So I think I'll be be fine. Um, so I'll. Good vibes to Chippy Gaw and his family. Chippy, Gong is, Chippy Gaw is probably long long gone, right? Well, he
0: was born in 1892. <laughs> okay, so. So, yeah, he's, when did,
2: he's dead. When did Chippy die? Do you know when Chippy died? Uh,
0: I don't. I don't know when he died. All right. well, okay, there you go. be a story for another day. Right now, it's time for our final
1: feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
0: Now, before Dave uh, puts his hand in the casco jar to pull out a name, I just wanted to uh, point out that my dog Ivy's being a very good girl, and she's lying down Mm -hmm. waiting patiently. To be let out. So does she? Ha- does she have doggy eyes right now? And is she? She giving me a look like. Let's wrap it up,
2: boys. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not that good. <laughs> it's at the 36th minute. It's not that funny. Um, so the um, name. I uh, I got a story about him too, oh. John Cusack. You want to hear my story first, or yeah. do you want to go?
0: First? Yeah, go ahead.
2: This is like twenty-five years ago. This is a long time ago, and I was in a reggae bar. Um, I was with, uh, I know exactly I was with. I was with my wife, Lisa and Paul Applebaum, and Jay and Beth Sussman, all of whom can enjoy Jewish Disney World, if you know what I'm saying.
0: I do. And, uh, and the, are you talking about that reggae bar uh, over by Wrigley?
2: Yeah, it was one of them. Yeah, I think it was Kingston Mines or Exodus. It was one. I don't Exodus, remember. Yeah. So I was just sitting there, and um, I see an old high school friend there, Alex Diaz, that I hadn't seen in 10 years. Like Alex, how you doing? Oh, Dave, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And we're talking I go, hey, we should get together someday. Great. Um, what's your phone number? And this is before phones, cell phones, so I had to find a piece of paper and a pen to write down, you know, his number. I think John the kids the
0: kids listening have no idea the the kind of hardships that we live through. Dave had exactly. to find a piece of paper and a pen.
2: And a bar. Yeah. So I so I started asking people around me. Hey, do you got a pen? Do you got a pen? Whatever. And I go to this guy to the right. I mean, I go, Hey, do you have a pen? And he goes, no, but hold on for a second. So he goes and he leaves for a couple, I don't know, a couple minutes, comes back with a piece of paper and a pen. I'm like, well, that was nice of you. Thanks a lot, buddy. And, um, he gives me the pen and paper and then I give it to Alex and he writes down his number and the guy, you know, I said, thank you. You know, he walks away the next morning. I look at the sheet of paper and John Cusack's name was on it. He thought I was asking him for an autograph. Oh, and wow. I didn't And I didn't know who he was. I mean, this well, I kind of knew – I mean, this is 25 years ago. It was probably – it was after maybe Say, is it say Anything. Was that the – Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was around that time, but he had been in a couple of movies. And he looked kind of familiar. I'm like, oh, maybe I went to high school with this dude too. But, <laughs> so John Cusack gets a piece of paper for me, signs his name – and I get it. So that was very nice of him, right? <laughs>
0: That's much you know? better than my story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your story? What's your stupid story? Go ahead.
0: Well, this uh, this is the first year I was working at uh, on Steve and Gary's show. we were in like 87, 88, somewhere around huh. there. So and probably
2: right around the time here.
0: That yeah. was probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, you know, we booked John Cusack, and he was in the movie Grandview, USA with Steve Dahl. Oh, okay. So okay. that's how they knew each other, and so that's how he came in to the station. And he lived just a few blocks away from the radio station we were at, the Hancock. And he showed up, and again, now he was—he's about our age, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, was he a big star then, or was he? he... he kind of was. I think it—it it was before say anything, but you know, he was known. Yeah. Okay. He was, I forget what movie he was in at that time. But he brought in a bunch of his buddies, you know, like probably five or six of them, and they were all uh-huh. sitting in the in the uh, producer's room with me. And it was time to go on the air, and I I said, "All right, John, uh, follow me," and he said, "All my buddies are going to come on the air too," and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, "That's not going to happen. Uh, Steve <laughs> will absolutely not go for that." He goes, "Well, why not? I mean, these guys are all really talented. They're in the theater, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's time for them to get some pub. Why is it just me? You know, these guys have are every bit as talented as I am. They right. should all be on the air." Right. Thumb did West
2: Side Story in high school. He was fantastic. And yeah, and Skippy did yes. uh, Our Town. Yeah, I got So you.
0: I went right. into the studio. I said, well, hang on, hang on here for just a second. Let me go in and talk to Steve about it. So I went in to talk to Steve, and I said, you know, he wants to bring all his buddies in. Yeah. And he said, he said they're all very talented. Steve rolled his eyes. He goes, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had to go back into the producer's Booth again, I said. Listen, um, Steve said, it's just going to be you, and and not the other guys. And the other guys are looking down at the ground, like Jesus, what a bastard! What a <laughs> bastard!
2: This was my first. This is yeah. going to be my big break.
0: So, eventually. John, after trying to argue for it a little bit longer, did eventually go in and and did the interview by himself. But then he leaves me with all of his buddies. They're all in the room with me, and they're, like, grumbling, like, you know, geez, what an asshole. You know, I can't believe it. Well,
2: why didn't you just do improv games with a talented bunch of guys?
0: (laughs) Well, here's the funny part. Uh, I, you know, didn't know who any of these guys were. But over the years, I recognized them in various different things. Yeah, one yeah. of them was Jeremy Piven.
2: I was just going to say, I bet one of them was Jerry, Jeremy because they're both from Evanston, right?
0: Right. I think. Yeah. Guess they were roommates at the time. Um, and I didn't know. And, you know, obviously, I don't think Jeremy Jeremy Piven had done anything at all at that right, point. Right. And right. another one of them was uh, this guy who I saw later in a Seinfeld episode. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode where uh, George got into a fight about a parking space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, bald guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that the bald guy? That bald guy was one of his other friends. <laughs> so he was right. He They were talented. And it's possible there was there were, there were two girls too, and it's possible that that the girls were his sisters,
2: Joan and who's the other? Is there another uh,
0: Anne? I think his other sister's name is. But it turns out that all of them really were talented, and they all could have uh, <laughs> been on the air. I didn't know. I once
2: I have actually I have a Joan Cusack story too. Okay, you wanna to hear my sure. Joan Cusack? It's really short. Uh that seven eleven that is on like Irving and I don't know California or whatever. I went in there once and she was there. That's a great story. <laughs> that's it. That's pretty much it. I didn't even I mean, I kinda said, Hey, how you doing? And she said, Whatever and I mean I knew who she was, but you know. But then I recounted her story about her her brother twenty years ago with the pen and paper and she loved it
0: by the way to find out more she- about rick and dave you can check us out at eckhart's press.com chicago author if you'd like to reach us you can also drop us a line at minutia man podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter if you retweet minutia men, uh, tweets about uh, retweeting you've got a chance to win some prizes Mm-hmm. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, I'm going to go downstairs and do some laundry and, and do some play by play in my sexy voice. You should do a podcast of just you while around the house. Yeah, I should. Uh, here's, a, here's a Swiffer. I'm pulling up the Swiffer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do it nude for the ladies. <laughs> uh,
2: well, and then the, you could go to the later Hosen strip joint for the older ladies, the German ladies. <laughs> Absolutely. W- weren't you told this this weekend that you were handsome by I a was. couple of eighty year old? Tell that story quick. Well, this this is the show that's never going to end. Yeah. So uh, tell the tell the your hot story.
0: Go well, I, I was told that I was, I was very handsome this past weekend, and I was mm-hmm. telling my wife this after the, uh, after the writers' uh, conference, and, and her first question was, how old were these ladies? <laughs> Which I think <laughs> is a rude question and completely <laughs> immaterial. How old were they? I'm pushing 80. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back
1: again next week <laughs> with another episode of... Minutia Bed. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation
2: of Opie Productions.
1: Tony, can you shut up?
2: The tip of my middle finger is still numb.